You are listening to episode 39 of the Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast. Generally, the podcast have two unqualified idiots rambling on sports topics they likely know nothing about for an indeterminate timeline, but this week, only one, given that the other one's still lost in a ditch somewhere. I'm Carlos Algazar, so doing a bit of a solo pod here on the eve of the big football game at the end of the season for the NFL, whose name cannot be said out loud for punishment of death or something. Anyway... With all that said, that doesn't mean we can't have ourselves a nice little episode talking about the case for Kansas City, the case for San Francisco, because I know you haven't heard enough about these two things, talking about which uh, team I'm actually picking in that big game at the end of the season, and also looking at some interesting Super Bowl props, because it is kind of a fun area. Now, if you're not of the gambling persuasion, then it might not be that interesting to you, but the first part of the podcast will cover the game a little bit. And then, of course... um, That's going to be kind of it as far as this week's podcast is going to be concerned because that pretty much is the story now uh, going into this weekend. Probably starting next week will be – it's not really going to be a season preview because I don't think uh, I can intelligently state uh, any kind of a season preview as far as the XFL is concerned. But I am going to talk a little bit about the XFL because that is quite frankly something interesting that's going to come up. And I'm quite uh, willing to continue talking about football since Vince McMahon has deigned to give us an opportunity to do so. But for today, the topic at hand is going to be talking about that uh, game, the 54th edition, whatever it is. But the case for Kansas City is really straightforward. I think this game is interesting because even considering which pick I was going to make, and I'll discuss that in a little bit, but talk, try, trying to figure it out, I'm like everybody else. It really does feel like a pick You go back and forth looking at the two things. What it really comes down to for me is this. It comes down to whether you believe that Kansas City and their offense is capable of doing something that generally doesn't work. Usually when the team with the high-powered offense comes into the situation, then something happens, especially if the other team has a pretty good to great defense. And the better the defense is, the you know the more problematic it'll be for the high-powered offense. Usually that's the part that fails in that big game situation when the pressure comes on. Defense tends to travel a little bit better into that situation. You can ask the 2007 Patriots about that. You can ask various other teams. The, you know, the greatest show on turf the second time around against the early Patriots in the early beginning of the Tom Brady era. What it really came down to was you had a prolific offense coming in there against a defense who was committed to stopping it. And that's really what you're looking at here. You're looking at Kansas City with who has more than capable. They scored seven consecutive touchdowns in you know erasing a 24-point deficit against Houston. Being able to crush a team is something that Kansas City can do, and they've done in this playoff run. But that doesn't mean they can keep rolling along, especially when the defense on the other side of it is really... Is, is really capable of turning it into a physical game. So the case for Kansas City is simply this. Can their ability to generate offense, can their speed overcome the fact that the front four on San Francisco can go and get the quarterback? Now, Mahomes himself can move around a little bit. He demonstrated a little bit of his running ability in this playoff as well. And he has been a leading rusher of his team on a couple of these playoff games. Is that enough? Because if we take the rest of the entire matchup from the quarterback standpoint, Kansas City has the edge. From the coaching standpoint, it might be a wash. It really comes down to your preference. From the standpoint of tight ends, it might be a wash. Defensively, I would say San Francisco has the edge. In terms of wide receivers, in terms of pure speed, I would say Kansas City has the edge. But again, I'm back to Kansas City really seems to have one path to victory, whereas San Francisco seems to have multiple paths to victory. If they make it into a physical game, I like San Francisco. If they make it into a defensive-minded game where things get slowed and bogged down, I like San Francisco. If the running game becomes prominent, I like San Francisco. Again, all these little things, the paths to victory for San Francisco seem to be more numerous. 
And that's really the overarching theme here. It's not that Kansas City cannot beat them. They certainly can. They're favorites slightly in certain markets. Otherwise, it's a bit of a pick em. But the thing is, when you look at the two teams, I can you can envision one scenario where Kansas City wins this game, and you can envision maybe a dozen scenarios where San Francisco manages to win the game. And that isn't even taking into account the possibility, although you know not the first one you think about, what if... San Francisco is forced to be in a situation where they have to pass the ball, and Jimmy Garoppolo is forced to try to be the hero. Maybe he can be, because he was capable of having a shootout against New Orleans. Now, that isn't to say he can repeat that in the Super Bowl in this situation, but ideally, San Francisco would like it not to be a thing that they even have to think about. But if it really comes down to it, there's no reason necessarily that I can think of that we should completely discount the possibility that they may consider or even attempt that type of... uh, playing that type of game if the situation requires it. The Debo Samuels of the world and the Kittles of the world are capable of helping Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, generate some offense in that type of game if that's what it comes in. And if it's able to be complemented by the running game, then San Francisco is perfectly capable of putting up some points themselves. And then it really becomes a matter of, I like that offense against Kansas City's defense at least, if not more, than I like Kansas City's offense against San Francisco's defense. So from that perspective, I'm looking at it, and the angle that I'm seeing is I want to see Kansas City win the game from a storyline perspective, from the perspective of Andy Reid winning his first Super Bowl, from the perspective of Patrick Mahomes establishing probably a changing the guard and being the new standard bearer for the AFC. All these things and the potential of a Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes, you know, rivalry in the AFC with a little bit of Deshaun Jackson thrown in there. That's exciting. That'd be interesting going forward. And this would be a good first step in getting that established. At the same time, San Francisco, if they're able to execute and do what they can do, this could be the beginning of a little mini dynasty because that team is really solidly and strongly built potentially to come back and be be a player in the next in the next couple of years. So from the perspective of this particular game, I have to favor San Francisco. So for me, I'm looking at San Francisco 31, and I'm going to say 20 for Kansas City. So 51 total points. So if you're taking the over, that wouldn't do it. Uh, if you take the under, barely, you're going to be biting your nails right up until the end. It could be in a couple of different ways. It could be a garbage time touchdown to get Kansas City a little bit closer, but at the same time, it could also be kind of a little bit back and forth with uh, San Francisco pulling away at the end. With all that said, that's pretty much where I'm at as far as this game is concerned. 31 for San Francisco, 20 for Kansas City. That's my predicted score. We'll see how close or far away I am. That is the game itself. And like I said, this podcast is going to be fairly short because we're just going to focus in on the game and a couple of interesting things related to it. Uh, In this case, I'm going to look at some interesting Super Bowl props. I'm not going to touch on a lot of the regular ones, the over-under, you know, that's fine. Uh, You know, what color the Gatorade is, you know, for the winning team that gets poured on their coach. That's all well and good. But if you're going to do it, you're going to have to go deep into a lot of very interesting props for the game. And there is no lack of depth. I'm going to use an example of one of the sites that I look at, and that's my bookie. We're not sponsored in any way, shape, or form, but it is one of the ones that I use. And uh, they've definitely developed quite a number. A lot of these novelty props are out there. They're really kind of silly. Some of them are a little bit funny, and a couple of them I would say are a little bit dark. But I'll give you a couple of examples. Obviously, one of the dark ones right off the top is Epstein didn't kill himself, signed to be shown. 
I'm not really going to make references to that. I actually had to Google it a little bit myself because the name rung a bell, but I wasn't sure exactly what they're referring to. The fact that they started off their special props with that, it, that right there is a little bit dark. Some of these are kind of obvious. Will the winner of the Super Bowl attend the White House? Yes or no? You know, whatever. That's not nothing too crazy. But a couple of these are a little bit, like I said, on the dark side. So I don't know if I would want to uh, wager on this either way, but I'm, I'll share them with you just so that you consider uh, the depths to which if your degeneracy goes to this depth. Uh, player to leave and not return due to concussion. You, you got 2.2 to 1 odds on yes. Again, is it plausible? Oh yeah, for sure. In the course of the game, yeah. But it's not something that I would probably be actively rooting for. Uh, nonetheless, it is something in there. Uh, this one would really be very dark as well. A uh, bomb threat to be called on the day of the Super Bowl. I wouldn't feel super comfortable. It's 11 to 1 on yes, but I, I don't think I'd feel that great if I uh, was rooting for that in order to try to win a bet like that. Uh, there's some more regular ones. Will a fan run into the field? Yes or no? Uh, NFL players in the stands to be shown on TV over under four and a half. That's interesting. Uh, will D Ford lineup offside? Very specific. Uh, a throwback to last year's AFC championship. This is, uh, again, bordering on the dark category, but also kind of funny. Number of players arrested in Miami after the game. Over under 0.5. So if you think a player at least will get arrested, you can go with the over. Uh, that's 9 to 1 odds, uh, at least at the time that I'm uh, recording this. That's kind of interesting. Will game be delayed by 15 plus minutes for any reason? Now that could delve into the dark category, but again, I- interestingly specific. Will OJ Simpson attend the game? Yes or no? I'm not sure that how that was in play, but there you go. Uh, will any player get suspended the week of the Super Bowl? Yes or no? Will anyone say they're going to Disney World? That's pretty standard. Uh, will the loser make the playoffs next year? Again, kind of standard. Will Kaepernick's game be mentioned during the live uh, broadcast? Yes or no? That's kind of an interesting one. Uh, will either team convert a fourth and 20? Pretty straightforward. This one this one I thought was, very, again, very specific, and I'm wondering what specifically the, the impetus of this being an option. Will any player solicit a prostitute during Super Bowl week? Yes or no? This one, I'm not sure if you're rooting for or against, but eight to one odds if you say yes. So there you go. Will Patrick Mahomes dislocate his knee again? Again, very dark and odd and very specific. I I don't know if that's something I would go with. This one I like. Will there be a double doink? Yes or no? Yes, 11 to one odds. That would be fantastic. I, I don't care which team it would happen for. That would I, I would root for that just because it would be so ridiculous. Uh, how many times will Eli Manning be mentioned? Over under one and a half. Interesting, very interesting. Given the Fox crew, maybe over. That'd be kind of interesting there. Will Troy uh, Aikman mention his Super Bowl experiences? Ooh, now I like that one. That one's kind of interesting. Will there be double overtime? You pick no, but the odds are really lame on that. Will Patrick Mahomes throw a, a pass left-handed? That's a nice one, but the odds on uh, the odds on the on the no are kind of are kind of weak. So it wouldn't be that fun. Uh, I like that they follow it up with Will Patrick Mahomes throw a TD pass left-handed. Again, very specific, but there you go. This one I also liked as well. And this one I actually put a little wager on myself. How many times will the XFL be mentioned during the Super Bowl broadcast? Now, this one, you have to think about it a little bit because it's not as obvious as it sounds like on first blush. On the one hand, why would the XFL be mentioned during the Super Bowl broadcast? Well, and their over-under is one and a half here. But if you think about it a little bit more, the XFL does have games on the NF on the Fox network who's carrying the Super Bowl. So on the one hand, you know, it would be really silly for them to be brought up, but on the other hand, they're going to start the games next uh, you know, not this Saturday, but next Saturday after the Super Bowl, 
And there is going to be games on Fox, even starting on the Saturday. So I guess you could warrant it. The one thing I would probably ask here, and like I said, I put I put over just because if um, they're going to do any in-broadcast promos, that would be a good time to mention them at the very least. So considering I'm sure Fox would like to have some viewership since they've got them on the network. It's, you know, keep the football thing going on, you know, beyond the game itself. So I'll go with over, but... Um, I guess it would depend on whether they would count in, you know, in-play promos or specific mentions from the booth or exactly what would constitute a mention. But I'd, I'll say over just because it's kind of a fun thing to go with. And here we go. Who will Joe Buck or Triton mention first? Uh, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, or Steve Young? Uh, this could definitely come into play if uh, San Francisco takes the lead and is in control of the game. Will either one of them mention Alex Smith, yes or no? That's interesting. Uh, this one is kind of a random one, but it's it's very meta, given that it's a wager about somebody's wager. So I like this. It's largest wager by Floyd Mayweather, over a million or under a million. I would probably say over a million. That 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 would be my thing that I'd throw out there. And in the same vein, will, what's the largest wager taken by a Nevada sports book? So there you go. That's kind of interesting. And the last one that I'll mention as far as this is concerned is an interesting one. How many times will the video of Andy Reid do, will they, sh- sorry, I should say, will they show the video of Andy Reid doing the punt pass kick during the uh, during the broadcast? Yes or no? Yes is three to one odds. And that would be one that I definitely would root for. And it would probably be something that you would see if Kansas City took, took the lead and was in control, especially late in the game. It'd be kind of interesting to throw that in there as kind of a, a background piece on Andy Reid. Um, as a coach and all the years that he's done, if you did like a little Andy Reid retrospective during the broadcast, that would be something that would definitely make sense to me. So those are kind of your conventional prop bets. And then of course, you also have yourself things related to the national anthem, because of course you do. And again, I will say that some of these props definitely, definitely uh, took a little bit of a delve into the dark again, but uh, I'll, I'll do a couple of the conventional ones. Would any player take a knee during the anthem? Yes or no. Any player raise a fist during the anthem? Yes or no. The length of the last word during the national anthem, basically when somebody says brave, how long it's going to last, over or under five and a half seconds. Something like that, I use, I usually will take the over. I remember uh, the the one where, late, I don't remember what year it was that Lady Gaga did the anthem, and I was I was laughing because uh, during the Super Bowl party that I went to, I was literally sitting there with uh, with with the phone, having the having the little stopwatch, and they were all just staring at me. And at the same time, though, they knew they had they had the prop. And then the question became, but wait, do you have a prop on the length of time? I said, oh yes, hold on, and and I'm and I'm timing it right now. And of course, Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga delivered delivered with the length of the anthem itself, and then also delivered with the last note. So Demi Lovato, don't let me down. Over five and a half seconds. You can do it. I believe in you. At the same time, you also have, you know, related to the the halftime show, because the halftime show with uh, Jennifer Lopez and Shakira has a lot of opportunities for that. Of course, will they, either one of them have an outfit malfunction? I would say no, but the odds on that are really are really low anyway. I wouldn't even touch it. Um, this one was a bit random. Will J-Lo or Shakira be caught lip-syncing? I suppose, you know, legitimate, you could definitely see that. But at the same time, I would say the odds are pretty low on that. Will Alex Rodriguez be shown during halftime? That's kind of interesting. That's a possibility. Uh, will either singer drink Pepsi during the show? You know, the sponsorship's got to be taken care of. How many wardrobe changes uh, for Jennifer Lopez? Over, under two and a half, probably over. Uh, will either one of them twerk? I don't know where that came from. Well, although I suppose, well, 
it is it is the Super Bowl halftime show, so you you never know. I guess it depends on how badly they want to to draw attention to themselves. But props like that, it really gets into you can really get into super supreme depth. I will say that you know, looking at it right now, I saw a couple of other props for the national anthem that went that obviously are no longer here. So I'm not going to be able to cite them officially anymore because I don't see them. But I did see. I will tell you that. Um, my bookie definitely went into the dark category, and I'm wondering if these got pulled because somebody probably uh, brought questions related to it. I know for a fact I saw one that explicitly asked an over-under number of days before Demi Lovato went back to rehab after doing the national anthem, which is really one of the darker ones. Now, I have very, um, I have very dark sensibilities when it comes to humor, so I'll be honest with you. As bad a person as that makes me, I kind of chuckled. But at the same time, it's 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 really um, it's it's dark. That's not um, it's not really an appropriate thing. It, it kind of goes similar it, similar but different from the vein of the bomb threat thing. It's like, is that something you'd really be wanting to root for? Imagine if you put that wager in. It, it, that's a situation where you kind of feel a little bit dirty even even playing with that one. Uh, that those are stayaways for me. Uh, you know, not worth the kind of bad karma that 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 could invoke even considering it. Nonetheless, I will say that if even if the game itself doesn't interest you, if you are of the gambling persuasion in any way shape or form, this this is the game where you have the most insane amount of permutations and concepts. And it's really, I think, taken on a whole new life the last couple of years. And it does add a little bit of an element of fun to the game, as long as you don't delve too far into those dark ones. But it does give you a little bit of a, a bit of a rooting interest in some other things. I'll leave it at that. I'm uh, going to keep it, like I said, kind of short and sweet as far as it. Uh, best of luck to you if you root for either one of the teams, San Francisco or Kansas City. Hopefully uh, your team performs. I will say that I am looking forward to it because I really think it should be, hopefully, a very exciting Super Bowl and a fun one to watch. Regardless of where you are, I say it will be an enjoyable experience, I think, to be able to watch the game. But if you can, try to check it out with the group. It's always kind of enjoyable to uh, to be somewhere where people have a rooting interest and where they have a reaction as the game is happening. That's my recommendation to you. I think that's uh, one way that you can add to the experience. Because no matter how good a setup you have, and I have a large television at home, and I've got the beer in the fridge, and I can definitely have an experience like that, but it's, it is a little bit of a different animal being inside of a group being in a place with a group of people that are watching the game and reacting to it, and it adds a little element to it. It's not While it's not going to be the same as being there, certainly, most of us can't afford to do that. These ticket prices are well into the multi-thousands to even get into the building at this point, and that's assuming you can fly down. But I will say, short of that, being in a, the right place at the right time with a group of people that are interested really does add that little extra element. I'll leave you with that as far as that's concerned. Uh, check us out at the Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast. You can check it out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check out a version of this uh, archived on YouTube looking up Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast. I'm going to leave the other social medias out of it for now because they need an overhaul and update. But nonetheless, you can check us out in those places. As always, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast. <laughs>